The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> With Andy Hart. No, that's a really interesting point. Andy. This Next microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal. Mr.com on WEI.com. Off Day Podcast. We actually have a game to preview. For the first time all year, I think. We have, wow. We have a legitimate game. Dismissive of eight weeks of work. Yep. Okay, I agree with you. How much How much of those previous eight podcasts did we actually preview the game? Very, very little. Uh, we got a little taste of some competition last week, right? After the Browns turned the ball over on three straight plays, they tried to make it a game. It was a little bit of a hole they, they were in the game. They were in the game in the third quarter. They were, but they weren't. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. Because I looked down on the sideline, and I didn't care that the Browns were near the white line. Oh, boogie woogie. You know what I cared about? Freddie Kitchens was still there. And as long as he's there, they weren't in the game. That's all it was. Freddie Kitchen stinks. I know that, but they were... Did you listen to his post-game press conference? I sure did. I listened to before the game, I too. should like him. You know why? Because he's got a cool name? No, he's a boob, and I like boobs. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay, uh, let's turn to this game. Oh, you enjoyed that, huh? Yeah. I, I made know, you laugh. That was... I, no, because I know why you did that. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> where do we start with this? I, I would say there's one simple answer. Lamar Jackson. Yes! Numero ocho. That's his number, right? I think so. Okay, good. Um, he's a freak. Like, the, some of the numbers he's putting up, and I owe him an apology because I watched that playoff game last January. Oh, and, you, you and I was like, right away, Harbaugh, you're him. done. Aussie, you're good thing you're retiring. You guys latched your wagon to a guy who is incapable of throwing a football in the National Football League. Now I think 
they were probably being smart. And I think they weren't throwing him to the wolves. Okay. And now I think it's paying off. Now, I know we talked to John Harbaugh. say, dismiss any sort of Oh, no one thing is better. Everything is better. It's Why are you looking down at the box that records this thing? Because it almost dropped. Okay. We're good. Still recording? Yes. Okay. Don't make me do this twice. <laughs> I won't. You won't like me twice. You don't like me the first time. Anyway. We've already done multiple podcasts twice. And yeah, you, and I'm you... getting a little sick of it. It's a little <laughs> ridiculous. Um, no, I, I think he's... Now, he hasn't been great. Actually, if you look at his numbers... They're comparable to who? A bad quarterback. No, no. Well, you think he's bad. Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> They're very similar sort of mediocre numbers. Um, now, the difference is he adds 560 yards of rushing, rushing right. to his numbers. I did think it's interesting. If you add up the Patriots' two leading rushers, they just nip out Lamar Jackson in terms of their total, Sony Michelle and Rex Burkett. So That's they run talent. the ball. They have Mark Ingram. They have a tight end. But they do not have a great passing game. No. That's the reality. So I think if you just boil this down, and we talked about it a little bit before we started, I think it boils down to what happens when the Patriots can't run their preferred man coverage? Because the old cliche, the old football philosophy is if you run a lot of man, they run you off, and then Lamar Jackson runs right behind you for 25 yards at a pop, and all of a sudden you're giving up chunk plays on the ground, they're moving the football. They have done a good job of staying on the field. Um, the Ravens? The chains, third downs, things of that yeah, I nature. I got a stat for you. Okay. Come guess to how many punts the Ravens have this year? 17. I think it was 18. Ooh, that was a good guess by me. Guess how many punts the Patriots have? 47. I think it's 42. I got to tell you, I'm impressed with myself because those were just you had flat no idea? out cold guesses. Had wow. no idea. I thought, no you, I idea. thought you looked up the same stuff I did, I did not. Yeah. That's just... When I have, I just have an eight knowledge. I'm a football guy. I just, I, I know football. I, football I, know, I watch football. I know football. Jake Bailey has the third most punts in football. Yeah, it's because I don't know if you know, if you've tracked Tom Brady post game comments, he hasn't been happy with the offense for, I don't know, six weeks. Well, ever since some guy named AB was no more to be in New England, he hasn't been overly happy. Yes. And that's well, part of the reason why. They don't yeah, stay on the field. The, There's been red zone ups and downs, finishing drives, punting too much, all of those yeah, things. Yeah, it shows the Patriots' offense isn't very good. But why would you disrupt me? Let's focus on the Ravens. I had a good stat. I, I, I had a good stat that I, I wanted to I came in today. There. I wanted to do a fun podcast with some special guests that we teased the other day. And Ryan, Big Balls Hannibal, says, in my podcast, we're not having guests today. No, it's I, a good football game to preview. We're going to talk football. We'll screw around next week during the bye. Yes. And I said, exactly okay, you're I said. the boss. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so can we get back to the matchup? Yes. Okay. So if they have to play more zone, now they've played zone. Let's not pretend they are a strict man team. Right. I'm sure some smart guy, if we had him here, some guest like Mike Giardi would give me the exact percentages, but they like to play man. That's their preferred style. And we know style. their best defensive player is... Stefan Gilmore. He likes to play man. Yes. Okay. So if you don't play man, now they don't have great That's weapons. what I was going to say. So what does he do this week? My, they're going to have to mix it up. They're still going to play some man. Because, A, that's what you do against young quarterbacks. You so, have the stat. What's Bill against uh, first and second-year starters? You had the number the other day. No, actually, I, I asked you if you had it, and then I went, and I couldn't find it very quickly for the game uh, story. Isn't so, it like 31-2 so, and two so or I, some I, stupid no, number? But the, 2014, they're 0-21 against Belichick, I'm being told. Yes. I have a voice in my ear. A, you may have, have had that voice in your ear, too. That's Mike Giardi's prepping for a hit. We're in the NFL Network room. But he's not a guest this week. We couldn't afford him. Um, so... <laughs> When they, how do they choose to scheme it up defensively, and what do the Ravens do to counter that? Now, I said to, to you guys earlier, um, you know, you go man, well, then I think you have to spy. Yes. So who's the spy? Who is it? I don't know. Jamie Collins? I, Jonathan Jones. 
Devin McCourty. We're just going to keep throwing names out? No, I, okay. talk about each guy. Who do you think it could be? Like, Do you think there's a case that Jonathan Jones could be that guy? I think there's a chance it could be multiple guys. My right. guess is they'll have multiple looks with multiple spies. Well, they now, they can't thing. practice, by the way, because Bill has emphasized to us all week there's nobody else around that does what Lamar Jackson does, so they don't have anybody. Cody that, Kessler can't do it? No, Cody Kessler sucks. He's a quarterback at 2020. We'll save that for an off-season dumbass podcast, and we'll actually headline it, Dumbass Podcast, Ryan Hannibal. Or Hannah B, as some call you. Yes. Um, so or at least he knows my name. I do think they will spy at times. I do think they'll play man at times. But I also think they're going to have to throw in some zone Dude. looks. Now, Bill also talked about the other issue is the, you know, they've sort of been a two defensive lineman team yep. for most of the year. You know, can you play, continue to do that against a power running team, right. a team that wants to just pound the rock and run the football? Or do you have to go bigger? Who are those bigger people? How does that change what you've doing? Does it take you sort of out of your groove? This is one of those weeks where I do think it's interesting. Can you keep playing the way you play and have played so successfully? Or do you change? Or do you change it up like they usually do as a game plan team? Right. And then at some point you regret that and say, well, we're not playing all that well with the so scheme. Just, so Why don't we go back to doing what we want to do and see if we can just play better? Right. So I think that's an interesting matchup that you have with Belichick and Mayo and... Belichick, Belichick and whoever's Bielma making those decisions. Bielma, the guys up front. Whoever. Be funny. Maybe this is a week you could have used Michael Bennett. Probably could have been. Well, guess not. Too bad. He'll be in, in Dallas. Dallas. They love him there. They do. Did you read the quotes out of Dallas? Yeah. What, what Van Der Esch. Oh, the energy he brings. We love this guy. He's perfect. I was like, holy honeymoon period. And he just got the, there. The national anthem's a topic again? Oh, yeah. National anthem. I didn't even know if he did or didn't go out for it here. Who cares? I like football. Can we focus on football? That's what we did. Okay. What else you got? Tight end. You worried about that? Because how is actually. the tight end? Let's let's break this down a little deeper. So if we have a spy, yep. Who are the spies we've talked about? Jonathan Jones, Devin McCourty, Jamie Collins. Okay, so those guys might also be involved with covering the tight end, Mark Andrews, covering their best offensive weapon in terms of the passing game. So what about Patrick Chung? Eh, I don't really love Patrick Chung. No, I'm coverage. with you. Okay. No, I'm with you. He's been sort of overrated the last couple of years I, in his ability to cover tight ends. So. I think there's an issue there where if you justify using bodies to just make sure Lamar Jackson can't run, are you now opening up his favorite weapon, which but, is but Andrews? But wouldn't you rather have Lamar Jackson throwing the ball as opposed Correct. to running the ball? Correct. No question. I'm not letting him run. But he runs. Right. The guy just runs. They rush for 200-plus yards, what, every other week right. at least? They're the, I think their lowest yards rushing is like 138 in a game. They're averaging over 200 yards in the ground. Yeah. Patriots would kill to average that. Yes. Kill. They can't even pretend to rush for that many yards. So I think that's really interesting, that matchup. And I also wonder, knowing that these teams are somewhat familiar, it's not a kind division of. game, but the, the the staffs have sort of been around Belichick and Harbaugh, and they've yeah, played they've had some big um, games good battles. Other. You know, Everybody likes to throw out the Ravens as that team that doesn't fear the Patriots. Right, sort of what I wrote last week after the game, that the boogeyman is, oh, is yes. helping them right now, the Mike Tyson effect. It definitely effect. did against the Browns for those three And Sam plays. Darnold. Sam yes. Darnold and, and Baker Mayfield, I thought both, were beaten mentally as well as physically. I don't know that that happens to Harbaugh's team. Now, he has a young quarterback. Say, we'll see how the Jackson's quarterback deals with it. I think he's got swag. I, I, I don't think it'll happen. If anything, I could, I could envision, remember last year, both Patrick Mahomes Chiefs games. Yep. He made either bad plays, questionable plays, misplays early. Right. And then in the second flurry half. of a comeback, right. and he's in the game late, high scoring. I think you could see maybe some of that where there's some plays where Lamar is going to pull a Brady and say, I'd like to have that one back. Right. But I also think he's going to make some plays. I mean, I, I just 
I can't envision them so treating is, him like the typical young quarterback. So this Patriots defense is going to have their worst game of the year this week. You're predicting it? Um, most competitive game of the year. I don't know if it'll be the worst. But um, people are saying the game. I don't know. Nick Chubb just ran all over. Well, that's what I'm saying. So maybe they don't people run quite said the, the same. The last game against the Browns was the Patriots' worst defensive game, and it was right. And it's but funny how the games, as they get more competitive, are getting less productive for the Patriots' defense. You didn't see that coming. Funny how that works. You didn't see that coming. I did, and yet you Some know what I still believe. Did. That it's more to come. No, that the Patriots defense is really oh, good. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, the numbers are going to change. You're going to get off your crazy pace of not allowing any points and scoring points and all these various things. You're still a really good defense. As long as you don't get hit with a barrage of injuries. Oh, did you see this that I looked up that you told me? That to? I told you. Yeah, did you see I it? like to fuel your uh, pieces. Carry you on your Sunday column this week. Carry you on your good tweets. The Sunday column didn't do very well. Thanks I know, that kind of hurt. I had written it would have been better but you said you said you saw a stat that if what'd you say if the uh, if the Patriots offense never took the field right they would have been three three and one through seven games uh, I think that was close to correct <laughs> but I don't know I got it off Twitter but they I believe if, everything if, I see if, on Twitter if Tom Brady in the offense just spiked the ball on three straight plays they would be getting outscored 48 to 44 can we talk about that thing that phrase you just used for a minute before we get into everything else Sure. Because it pisses me off. Why? Because one of the numbers making the rounds is opponents have a passer rating against Stefan Gilmore of 33.6. If you just threw the ball into the ground every play, it would be 39.6. Who are you referencing? Sometimes throwing the ball into the ground is actually a good play. It's the reason we see Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and those guys do it all the time. Yeah, Tony Romo was giving... Interceptions uh, are bad, and if you throw it into the ground, you avoid throwing interceptions. Okay, but for the, the stat, the thing that I just said was just for reference, basically. No, just, I know, but you, you triggered me. I've okay. been triggered. Oh, okay. That's the term they use So it wasn't against me. That's I was triggered. Who were you triggered by? You. No. Oh, I don't know. Twitter. Ah, Twitter. I spend too much time on Twitter. Twitter. It's a cesspool. It really is. But I think I fit in well there too. You do. I like very, to fight very, people. very, very well, very, very well. Okay, so let's we've we've delved into. Are you comfortable with our analysis of the Patriots' defense against the? It's going to be a chess match. Yes, I am. Chess or chest? Chest. Oh, because Wiggy calls it chest. Oh well, I was getting made fun of last night on the radio that I have trouble saying abs or apps. Abs. Yeah. As in the abdominal muscles. Yeah. The things that I don't have. Yes. Mike Giardi probably has a nice six pack. And then apps. Apps. Like past apps, appetizers. It was for the special oh. segment that Mike Wanancy calls apps anything but sports. Apps, sorry. Anything but sports. <laughs> so abs. Bees, not peas. This yes. feels like one of those freaking uh, Discover Card commercials. Yeah, so I did that. That's they, frog they, protection. They You're me, saying fraud protection, right? Had, yes, frog protection. They had me say it like a million times, and now it's their new open. Oh, good. I know. You got to be careful. Uh, let me give you a little radio advice. You want to be part of the joke, but not the joke. Well, in that case, okay. I, last night I had no choice. But I know. Be just be joke. careful. Thank you. I, from, just, just, from, a, you know, from a radio star like yeah, you, that means well, a lot. I'm a star, not a – just a guy that you, you want to be part of the joke but not the joke. Make well, sure everyone's laughing with you, not at you. Only I can laugh at you. People were laughing at me last night. <laughs> it happens sometimes. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, if it gets you more of your time, it's good, right? Yeah, take away some of your shifts. That's yeah, fine with me. <laughs> um, okay, so can we flip – Sides. Flip the field, yep. So the Patriots offense, how would you describe it right now? Honestly, not, not reaction, uh, clickbait, soap opera Hannibal. <laughs> how would you honestly describe the Patriots offense right they now? They don't know what they are. They're not very good. Oh, not very good. It's okay. Below average. Below average. Okay. And where do you see them going? They're going to get better because you have Mohamed Sanu. 
Um, I think they always get better. They figure out something that they're good at. They're going to get Isaiah Wynn back potentially. Um, so the offensive line's going to be better than it has been, so they're going to run the ball better than they have. But I don't know how much more. So you might go from below average to slightly above average. Okay. So you have long-term concerns about the offense being good enough. Fatal flaw. Not necessarily because oh, you, have a, you have a defense who's outstanding. I didn't ask you about the defense. Right. So if you're, looking, about the if, offense. If you're looking at strictly the offense, yes, I do have concerns about being good enough. And do you have concerns it could be a fatal flaw? Yes, I do. That it could end the season at whatever point that is. Yes, because the defense, one of these games, might not be able to perform like they have. Yeah, because I've actually been thinking about this as, what is the upside probability of you being a championship team when you really can only rely on a slot receiver and a passing back? Because right. that's what they are. Well, then they need Even their drives or 59-yard screen pass. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a drive. Correct. That a uh, good call, good time, and a, an elusive, See, really good play. I don't even think that was a good call. I think that was just terrible defense. Well, okay, so throw that in. Diminish it even they, more. Again, I like diminished before, it a little. Freddie Kitchens it more. was their coach. So, I just I, everyone knows that Julian Edelman's going to give you all he's got. Yep. But is that enough? Like I hearken back to the old Belichick thing when he had Moss and Edelman and Welker, and was worried about the offense then. You know, if you take Moss away over the top and you take. Welker underneath, well, what are we going to be? It comes back to what well, we, what if you cover a freaking slot receiver and a passing back? coming out for the game. Why don't these teams just double Edelman? Dumb. Right. Dumb. Every third down, Dumb. he just finds a sauce. Well, defense, Brady finds him for a first down. Seems oh, like, it was the first, wasn't it the first third down yes. that they converted when the, the two stupid podcast. linebackers and then looked, looked at, at each other? Like, what are you doing? You know what? Overplay him. Overplay him. He's like a big center looking to post up. Overplay him. Don't let them feed him the ball. Make them throw it to somebody else. Same thing else. in the, the Chiefs for and AFC by the title way, game. Yes. Beyond the physical, it could also snowball in mental ways, in my opinion. If you force Tom Brady to go elsewhere and that doesn't work, he can be adversely affected by his own negative nature. He already like, is with his offensive line because he's getting rid of the ball faster than he really should. Oh, yeah. and they, He's right there. There's a guy right there. Don't throw that flag. There's a guy right there. Right. He likes to do that. Yes. I, I, okay. Oh, so Another uh, thing I want to throw out there to you to sort of justify my existence opinion <laughs> uh would you classify brady's game last sunday as below average below average for thomas edward yeah. or for the average quarterback brady oh yeah yes i had him on the thumbs down list mutt had him as one of his better games of the year and sneaky little thing about mutt doesn't really know much about football <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is i love mutt good guy I like doing shifts with him at night. They go by fast. We love to talk flag football coaching, but there's a reason his flag football team has yet to sniff a victory. No, they won. Oh, they won? Yep. Nice. Yep. Oh, we'll talk about that tonight. I'm looking yep. forward to that. Yep. Coach is corner. 845. Suddenly he's victorious, and I'm in a two-game losing streak, although I haven't been there. So. I was going to say, you're, you're, you haven't been there. so. But also, you're, he's coaching like first graders. No, I know. Um, so, okay, let's get, let's get focused. Get this back on the <laughs> – you're supposed to be the host to keep this on the rails. I'm the one who goes off the rails. I'm never on the track. Okay. So, the Ravens' defense. Yep. What do you think of it? Uh, I would, the similar question to the Patriots' offense, because I think this is an interesting yeah, matchup. It's solid. But it's, it's solid? Average? Yeah, average. Good? Average. Below average? Average. Average. I think it's average. It's got some players. <laughs> Most defenses do. Usually you have 11. <laughs> some few playmakers. more that rotate in at times. It's got some playmakers. Some big names. Earl Thomas. But it's not it's not like one of the feared Ravens defenses of the no. past. And I think there's yards to be had there. I, I don't think they're great. Um, but then on the flip side, your offense isn't great. 
Correct. That's why I think it's an interesting matchup. I think it's sort of strength versus strength, weakness well, versus weakness. One not, of those they're, classic they're very high school at, tennis ladder they're matchups. They're very good at stopping the run. Well, that's the irrelevant. Ravens. I don't think they're that good. Yeah, they are. Why are they allowing 4.3 yards of carry? I looked it up yesterday, I thought. I thought you didn't. <laughs> I thought they were in the top of the league in stopping the run. 4.3 yards allowed per carry. That's now, what it is. teams haven't run a ton on right, them. Right, that, that's, uh, that's what I'm looking at. 590 oh, yes, total yes. yards, so yards they've, they've per give, game. They've given up the third fewest total yards, so teams aren't running against them. Okay. Is that because they're down in games? Patriots shouldn't run against them either. You know why? Because they stink running they the can't run ever since Devlin went down and maybe a little bit before. Oh. <laughs> we don't talk about that, Speaking though. of um, mud at night, we had a caller last night suggest their solution at fullback. Me. Kyle Van Noy, because he hits hard. What are we doing here? I know. I'm good with that. I know. Plus, forget it. Um, <laughs> so, I would also ask, who we're, we fixated, I wrote a column today that this is like the first real test for the Patriots. Yep. It's only really the second test. Yeah. For, they haven't played a great schedule oh, either. Baltimore? Yeah. yeah now, it they, gets into, by the way, there's no good team. So, yeah, we, once you get we, past look, one or out, two check games. Check out our power rankings coming to the website this week. We worked hard on them yesterday. We did. Yep. I mean, our conclusion was there's really no good teams. No good teams. We yeah. got to, like, number five, and we're like, are you kidding me? But clearly of these two teams, the team with the best win on the season is, is the, the Ravens. Against the Seahawks. They went to Seattle, and they beat the Seahawks. In convincing fashion. That's a big boy win. That's a really impressive win. But they, a lot of their numbers have got off to a really fast start yep. against crappy competition and have sort of tailed off a little bit. Because they played, like, the Dolphins and the Dolphins, Jets, I think. Bengals. Bengals, yeah. Um, some piss-poor competition. And they've sort of tailed off. So there's a lot of storylines, a lot of matchups in this game. And that's why I think really you just you, you boil it all down to a singular thing. Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Right? Because yeah. of the way he plays, he's the key to their running game. He's the key to their passing game. And I would argue he's probably the key to their overall success. and Not like, just success, but, like but confidence. energy, yeah. swagger, energy. I said energy twice. Energy, swagger, I liked it energy. so much. Yeah. Um, shake your head at me. What do you think of... What do you think of Nikhil Harry? What do I think of him? Is he playing this week? I am going to say yes. Okay. I don't know. Bill did emphasize in an interview that we do have till Tuesday. Right. So he could push it off. I'm sort of of the mind that he's not going to play this week. Could he be active? Sure. But I don't think he's going to play. You think play. he's going to be active and not play? No, on the, on the active roster. Well, why would you do that? That's a waste of a roster spot. They played last week of 52 players. Right. So they could do it. Yeah, they, but why would you do it? I would just not do it. Okay, but that's fine, too. Well, it was interesting too. last week. They never promoted anybody from the practice Yeah, you squad. heard my uh, theory. Well, yeah, I think they they're saving save money. I think you're right. Because usually that's a little thank you for your hard work. Here's a game check. We'll cut you on Tuesday. You can go back to the practice squad. And they could have done that this week, but they chose tied not on to. cash. So tied on sorry, cash. That's why they didn't make players. any trades. Um, so you think Harry is going to be active and see some place? See, it's interesting because the Sanu addition throws a wrench into it. Because now you're adding two... Your two bigger receivers, even though Sanu is, you know, sort of a slot, slot guy, guy, but who is a slot guy anymore in this offense? They're all slot guys. You can't all be slot guys. I need an outside guy. So Harry, like, you're throwing two guys out there that Brady's not comfortable with. Right. And I just Because he's a first round pick, you gotta throw him out there. Well, your whole theory that their trade deadline additions were Sanu, Harry, and Wynn, yep. in theory is great. Ooh, first-round pick, a big receiver outside, all these things. Right. Can he play? We both have questions. About I him. have major questions. Can he get open? Can he catch the ball regularly? Can he stay healthy? Yeah. Like, And so, can he 
endear himself to Tom Brady? What's he going to do the first time Brady gives him the effity, effity, FFF, were you doing over there routine? Uh, turtle and cry? I think he could. At least Jacoby Myers got that out of the way in August. Right. I think he's grown from that experience, yes. realized well, I think he what also, it is. I think he knew how important like that chemistry actually was. Yes. he seemed like, because what was the game that he was like, if I dropped that pass, like I'm not, not yeah, going to get the ball the game again. Yeah, the 23-yarder down into the right. red zone. So right. Touchdown. Right. So that's a legitimate thing. Right. So I think he's worked through that. Not only does Harry need to prove he can play, he can catch, he can get open, he can run the routes, he needs to prove when Brady glares at him or F-bombs him or throws his hands in the air that he's going to react in a positive way. And but work my thing with, with him specific to this week, can you have all those receivers active for a game? Can, can you, you do anything you want? Does it make Cap sense? Cap space, roster space, it's all Does it make sense to have Gunner, Myers, Sanu, Harry, Edelman, Dorsett all active? Is it That's ideal? That's a lot of receivers. Is it ideal? No. What's the priority? Scoring points. Winning the game. Okay. <laughs> but um, but also, and I don't I, I also none of those guys have special teams value. Right. But what else, what value do they have? Not I don't know. What value does Nikhil have? The offense. Have? The thing that you said is the fatal flaw. Now, I don't want to set off did you see uh, Nick Saban this week when somebody asked a question of him about, you know, getting a guy in to sort of start the process. Yeah. And he went off. Start the process. We're trying to win the game, I'm not trying to start a process. Is snapping, walked off. Looked like he was mfing the guy under his lips as he stared him down as he walked off. And like, that's a great answer, coach. I see what you're doing. Great. I know you're speaking to your team as much as you are anyone. Right. But you do those things. You prepare. You bring a. There's there's an opportunity to get a guy reps now that will be helpful in December. Right. So the process of getting Sanu acclimated and maybe getting Harry acclimated, do you want to start that as soon as possible? Does every one of those game reps matter? Yeah, Sanu takes the priority, so you have Sanu out there. But not Harry. No. So he's irrelevant. For this week, no. I think you give him... Well, no, but that's my point. I'm not talking about this week. I'm talking about those are game reps. Right. The games don't get any easier. Six of your next seven games are competitive games. Playoff caliber opponents. I said that they're... So the process I said the potential's there to lose any of those games. Sure, they're all losable. I would agree with that. All losable. But my point is, you want to get Harry up to speed as, as fast as possible so he can reach as high a level as possible when the games matter the most. But even in practice, how much time has he spent with Brady? Bill said he's been working the scout team in the last couple of you're weeks. You're making my point. So get, He needs reps with Brady any way you can get him. That's that means practice. activate him. No, not in practice. I don't need him run the freaking scout team. I don't care how he runs Ravens routes. I'm saying I need to know how he runs Brady Patriots routes. No, he needs reps. Reps anywhere he can get them. Competitive reps where he can get them. So, throw, so that's my So point. you want to throw him out in the fire, Sunday night football against the Ravens, and see hey, what happens. Sink or swim. All right. Go to the top of the mountain, I'm pushing okay, you down, you're going to learn to ski or you're going to die. You're okay with having six receivers active? I don't really care. Why, why are we talking about minutia? It's not minutia. Bill cares about that more than any coach in the league. But he also cares about winning more than any coach in the league. Winning the trophy. The trophy they give you in February. And if... Putting Nikhil Harry in the lineup gets him reps that could pay off long-term dividends. The easy solution here, honestly, is just making Gunner inactive and find someone else to return Jacoby punts. Myers, fair catch the punt. Patrick Chung, fair catch the Brandon punt. Brandon Bolton. Julian Edelman, I don't care. If that's what you want to do and get rid of Gunner, that's fine. I don't care. And if we're being honest, has Gunner been I'm that, always honest. Has Butter, you lie has on this? Has Gunner been that great of a returner? No. Right. Actually, he's in the top, like, seven in the league, but he just gets you... Nine he yards, put, he then goes his, airborne, he just puts gets his flipped head down up, and, and gets flipped. And right. Then he goes back, puts a chaw in his mouth, his cowboy boots on, and his, what do we call those, white shirts? I don't want oh, to yeah, be careful I, here. I don't want to offend anyone. A-frame shirts <laughs> yeah. or A-shirts or something? Yes. I got in trouble the last time I said it out loud. 
a whole. Well, I was. It's inappropriate. You're not allowed to say that anymore. Sorry. Okay. Even on a podcast, so we can swear, right. but we can't say, can't say bitch because we're in Massachusetts. This is true. Uh, okay, where are we going now? You're the host. Um, do you think that just an aside? Do you think they have any chance of going 16 or no? No, me, me neither. Matt was trying to make. Why are we talking about 16 or no? I, I'm, that's what I said last night. I'm just looking for them to go nine and no. Well, if they go, if they, well, the. <laughs> you are such a dick. Such a dick. I'm listening to this whole thing. I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm just sitting here minding my own business, getting ready for my TV spot, and then you just can't help yourself. You said you're enjoying he it. He really yeah, can't. Yeah, but you can't help yourself. You like, you need a punch. My mic back. This is what I deal with every single week, and this will make you and, a better person no, in the long run. But the worst run. thing is, the worst thing is, their their responses on Twitter and all that are all negative towards me. It is. They it's they insane. troll him on Twitter and say, "Oh, Andy's great." <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're, I'm not supposed to interrupt you anymore. Apparently, it is. These are my people. These are my people. Even that guy, the one that really does, doesn't like me. Which guy? The guy who tried Stanley. to make a bet. Stan. Stan. Good old Stan. Maybe his name's Stanley. I call him. Stan. Um, that happens with a lot of people. Stanley becomes Stan. It's called <laughs> a nickname. But I don't think he liked it though. <laughs> um. Oh, see what you do. I, I love to do this on the radio. Somebody calls in as Richard, and you go, "Hey, Dick." <laughs> they don't like. There that. you go. They don't like when you do that. Um. It's possible they could go 16-0 because they're 8-0. Like, that's the base level. But we just said it. There's six losable games on the horizon. Yep. Right? Yeah. Losable. I'm not saying they're right. going to lose more than one or two of them. But the potential is there all for losable. one. Right. And as we just talked about, when they've played a team with a pulse in Buffalo, yep. could have lost. Sure. Some said well, they should have yeah. lost. <laughs> Some wrote it as a column and was roundly criticized. Did pretty well click-wise, though, so whatever. Uh, and then so proper, the Browns. Talented team, next biggest challenge. If you take away, and you can't do that, the three horrific plays by the Browns, totally different but game, even and with they that, were in it. They were still in it. Right. So now we're elevating the talent level, the respect level that we're giving a lot of these teams, right? Yes. Maybe that's on us. We may be overrating all these teams. Could Maybe be. the Ravens are about to get their kick in the nuts and realize who they are as a football team. Right. They have a second-year young quarterback who's a work in progress, whose passing numbers are fading, and blah, blah, blah. Or maybe they're not. Maybe he's going to be with Patrick Mahomes and some of these Deshaun Watson for the next 10 years where you're talking about those are the teams that have their quarterbacks in place. Who knows? We'll, we, we'll find out a little bit about him Sunday night, correct? Correct. And the same for all those teams. You know, there's the potential for them to be really good or there's the potential for them to be exposed by the Patriots' defense. Not really the offense. Exposed by the defense. Uh, another storyline this week. I don't know if you want to get into the it. The kicker. No. Oh, oh, all right. Bill Belichick's. Strange, out-of-nowhere shot at the AAF slash the World League when he was asked if uh, the new kicker, Nick Folk's AAF record 55-yard field goal and work in that spring league helped keep him on the radar of the Patriots. And, I mean, we, we, we worked him out. It's not really about what he did in the World League. Why the shot at the World League? The person I, who asked you the question said AAF. You knew AAF. You I, intentionally said World League. Because I told you, I think there's some coach, some executive in that league that he doesn't like. Still wait. Well, Bill Polian, certainly. That could be. Maybe it's a shot at Bill Polian. Could be. Or maybe they went out of business and cost somebody he likes money. Could be that, Didn't too. give their paycheck or something. Could be that, uh, too. But, yeah, they have a new kicker. I like the move because I – this is another example. I think I'm about six for six with Bill this year being on the exact same page with him. Yep. You needed to make a change. Because – You had a kicker you by who wasn't Hart capable logic, of kicking. Yes, because by your logic, if it's not right down the middle, it's not – No, by my logic, if he can't kick longer than me, he shouldn't be an NFL kicker. 
and he couldn't even be consistent on the short ones. Could have had one blocked, did have one blocked, did have one missed. Look, I'm in favor of the move. How many kicks did he attempt longer than 40 yards? None. Zero point zero. Why is that? Because they didn't trust him. Because he can't kick longer than 40 yards. Right. Now, the flip side is Nick Folk. Uh, the last time you saw him in the NFL, he missed three straight kicks against or three kicks against the Patriots, and that was the reason why he won the game in Tampa. Yeah, and I believe he went like six of eleven in that short span. It was only like four games. It was actually a Mike Nugent like four games where I think he went six of eleven. But at least I can consider. He wasn't even. By the way, Patriots offense not that good. Right. You said that, correct? Yes, I did. So we can't just assume if they cross midfield, they're going to cross the goal line. There's going to be possessions where we get into. What are we doing here? Right. If Brady gets it to the, I don't know, 30-yard line, Would you like shouldn't to try we be able to consider goal? a god-dang field goal? Can we say god on this? Yes, you can. Okay, goddamn field goal. Um, I just think you need to ha- – if you're a playoff-caliber team, and, oh, by the way, a team that's going to play defense and the way they're playing, you need some field you goals. You need to be able to kick field goals of 40-plus yards. And this is a guy, historically – by the way, I know you're big into this – what am I big into? He had seven seasons with the Jets in the Northeast. Oh, yes, I am. Where he attempted many, many 50-yard field goals. So he has experience in the elements, the Northeast, long-distance kicks. I like the move. Talk to me in a week when I may hate it. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, my God. How I didn't did, hear that. Don't worry. What are we doing? Um, I don't, know if, we, if, pizza. We I don't know if you want to get into this. I do. The Tom Brady stuff this week, how it continues to be a topic, playing until he's 45. Where he's going to play, yeah, he's going to the that. Chargers, like, Him not be being consistent. Do you, do you um, want him? Not really. I mean, he's not consistent. He created the interest in the end of his career. Um, now, let, let's look at it differently. Okay. The end of the careers of William Belichick and Tom Brady have been discussed over the last week, correct? Yep. One of them, I think, did a pretty good job, as he always does, Squashing the story, correct? When I said that at the time, maybe I didn't really realize what 70 would feel like, and now maybe that doesn't, that may or may not hold true now. That was Bill Belichick on OMF when asked. And gone, right? Right. It was a little blip, little highlight. We had it on our website. Everybody else did. And now it's gone. Right. Thomas Edward Brady Jr., what does he keep doing? Keeps the story. Lord only knows. Because you get to say, he's, is it the left corner of his mouth, the top lip of his mouth? He's talking out the right corner. You never know what he's talking about. And he could be talking. Says, and who set forty-five? Just, just tell me who set forty-five. Just refresh my memory. Who put forty-five on everyone's mind? Thomas Edward Brady. Oh, interesting, interesting. And now it's day to day, and he's on borrowed time. Well, yeah. interesting. Well, not, not really, because then he goes on Jim Gray, and supposedly, according to Mike Bonansky, made it clear again that he's playing until he's forty-five. He's made nothing clear, other than I was right. He changes his mind more than any, and I firmly believe he reads a book before bed, or he does meditation, and it changes his answer the next day. Did you also catch the, the seven leaves, the five did loves, you catch the, the four thises, the two thatses? Did you catch the the Jim Gray interview this week? <sighs> no, you didn't. It's okay. You can say you didn't. I didn't. You were busy. Oh, I was speaking. Yeah, I had you were, a speaking you were engagement. Bu- right. So with a former, by the way, NBA GM. Okay. Who has a tie-in to Bill Belichick? He does. In Cleveland. What is that? When Bill Belichick, when the salary cap was coming into play in Cleveland, you've heard the story where he started calling people how to learn it. Jan Volk, Celtics general manager, was one of the people he called in. Wow. And then he realized quickly that the NBA salary it's cap and the different. NFL salary cap weren't really all that similar. Nice little nugget you got there. Okay. Proceed. Um, so, Jim Gray, I think that that interview Monday night furthered the narrative that Brady and Gray discussed things before the questions were asked. Yeah, or because, email or... Because... One of Gray's questions was... Scratchy. 
How does your family and, you know, dad feel when your future gets brought up? What do you say to them? Like, does that seem like something that he would get asked down here? No. That screams to me that Brady to Jim Gray was like, and even my kids at school are getting asked about my future. Well, that's just the way it works. Like, I've said this a lot. He is a 40-year-old football player, which is very similar to being like a 66-year-old anything else. Right. Where people are like, so, how much time you got left? Right. You, your retirement, you, you set up. Like, that's a common talking point from what, 62 on? Right. It's mid-60s, depending it's, on when you take Social Security, for- whether you have a 401K, whether you have a retirement plan. They talk about it. Well, guess what? In the National Football League, A, in your 30s at most positions, you start talking about retirement. Ask Devin McCourty, right? Yep. All, All that last, retirement yep. talk. Also... Like, he's a quarterback who said 45, and he's at 42, and suddenly he doesn't say 45 every time anymore. And also, he's a free agent. What happens, to, what happens to every other player going into their free agent year? They get asked questions about their next sure. year, what their plans are. Just look at Mookie Betts. Jim Gray, for example, did a good job asking Brady, pointing to the NBA, and all their stars were all that year leading right. up to that year. They're getting asked about their future. Brady, he's never done that before. He hasn't had this. This is the first right. time. So he doesn't know how to answer it, and that's what keeps it going and going and right. going. But it's not abnormal. It's not unfair. It's no, not it's part of- blame and shame media, blame everything on the media. It's it's just natural. Deal with it or don't. Or come up with an answer that sort of Or retire and it. go away and we won't ask you questions anymore. That would be that's my it. simple answer. Speaking of questions. You got some. Mailbag. We had some questions. Why is Ryan so annoying? <laughs> oh, that was at Jumbo Hart. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, okay, while he finds those, remember everybody, go to Twitter, follow our Twitter, 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 Twitter account, uh, at Off Day Pod. Also go to iTunes and all the other places, subscribe to the podcast, but also, third also of this little uh, message, give us a, a rating, five stars, Rip Ryan, Andy's awesome, something like that. From Kavan Singh. Who? Kavan. Kavan. What is, is Kevin the- with an A? Yeah. Okay. Two A's. Come on. What is the best way to attack the Ravens' defense? Will it be using White, Bolden, and Burkett as pass catchers versus their linebackers? Well, I, my guess right now it'll be with White and Edelman because <laughs> yes. that's the best way for the Patriots to attack any defense. Yeah. Um, they're going to be a short passing game. Now, we'll see. Does Sanu have a bigger role this week? Has he picked up enough? I would hope he's going to have more than two catches. You never know, though. You know, this is... Not a lot of time to make up here. The The game for him, I said this to you the other day, is post by Eagles. When yep. you've had that whole bye week, extra time, foundational, all the stuff, you'll be working with Judge and Brown. Um, but, no, I would say short passing game because also short passing game, you know what else that allows? Uh, some Quick feet Brady to get rid of the damn ball yeah, so he doesn't have to hold on to it and get line. hit other than just throw it into the ground and then say, there's a guy right there. Uh, next question from James Hagen. P- Hagen. PC 2005. When will PC. Bill be removed as general manager? His drafting is killing the team. Nev and Err. Never. Thank you. And is he killing the team? Uh, I wouldn't say he's killing What has he team. done that's killed the team? You have one answer. I think there's a legitimate answer here. Antonio Brown this year? He rushed the Antonio Brown contract, probably did a contract he shouldn't have, and yeah, then the yeah. owner rushed to get rid of him, and the two rushes led to problems. You not be able to make another addition at the trade deadline yesterday. And as my old boss would say... And where has that gotten them? Oh, eight and no. Sniff. Of course. Another Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. But it is what it is. I, know. I don't think that person understands the definition of killing. Right. Like, if somebody is killing you, you have to get rid of them. Right. They are preventing you from succeeding, from winning, from accomplishing anything. Has Bill Belichick prevented them from accomplishing anything? I don't think so. I would argue, 
as you wrote in your Sunday notes, was a great idea, by the way, that Dante Hightower believes the hands-on nature of Bill Belichick coaching the defense is why the defense is so much better. And I think, as I've told you before, it has reinvigorated the head coach. So you ain't getting rid of him anytime soon. He's going for Shula. He's all in on 347 or 8. Uh, be magnanimous of him to just retire at 347. It would be. Pull like a Barry Sanders. What if, it was, from, what if 347 was the AFC title game in that given and year? And he was like, I'm out. And he retires before the Super Bowl because he says, you know what? I want to be the bigger man. I'm going to let Don die in happiness. I'm not going to break his record. Although he could be dead by then, I right? I don't think that was going to happen. He's still alive, right? Uh, he is. Okay. This is from Waza. Waza. What are you expecting from Harry now that he's been activated to the roster? The inconsistent uh, issues that I saw throughout the limited time we saw him. I don't know if he's going to get open. I don't know if he's going to catch the ball. Um, I don't know if he's going to stay on the field. That's my biggest question first. Forget the other things, because every practice I watched, which there was at least a few when I wasn't doing radio and had the chance to watch. <laughs> was it? I think I caught him on one hand. He either grabbed his hammy, grabbed his shoulder, flexed this, flexed that. He couldn't stay healthy. So my first thing is, can I count on you to go out there every time I need you to go out there? And then after that, can I count on you to do what you need to do? There, you should watch him if he plays. Make that one of your real focal points. Like how many? Like, does he jog in the left and then somebody goes, no, 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 dummy, it's the right side in this formation. Does we saw that happen a lot during training. Yes. So if he plays, keep an eye on him. Thanks. I'll, be in, I'll be in Baltimore. I won't. Yeah. I'll be on my couch. You'll be doing radio. Oh, oh no, no, no. That's, that's down yeah, the road. Yeah, yeah. That's, Let that's me focus. Don't, don't confuse me. Um, I think I got one more. I hope so. Remember, by the way, if you're listening, you can always send a question to at off day pod on Twitter because we also do a written version of the mailbag on the website on Thursdays. Yes, so a little double dipping here. Yes, and if you want to see your name on a website, it'd be cool. From uh, Cedric Ramos, hey guys, early, but I want to know if the Patriots could sign Tom for two extra real years at the end of the season and make and thirty million would be guaranteed. I wholly heartily believe that Tom will stick with the Patriots because Bill Belichick knows he's our best option next year at quarterback. Yes, they can. I agree. And there was, I actually didn't read the whole story, but Joel Corey, former agent, CBS Sports agent, analyst, yep. contract guy. Good guy. Uh, I need to read his story. He wrote a story about the exact numbers. There are limitations because of the way this is structured that the total cap numbers on a three-year deal couldn't exceed $97 million or there's some there's some real like accounting some minutia real language in, this. in there but yes they can the, the short answer is if they want to keep Tom Brady they can keep Tom Brady if Tom Brady wants to stay here Tom Brady can stay here but they can't keep Tom Brady if Tom Brady doesn't want to stay here that's the change okay I guess we can get into this do you think that Brady would go to another team as opposed to playing for the Patriots like if the Patriots lowballed Brady would he go play for another team, or would he just retire? I don't think it'll be a low ball thing, really. I think it'll be he wants to for some other reason. Okay. Now, I think that I'm not with Schefter. I think the least likely scenario, Schefter said it was returning to the Patriots. Right. I think the least likely scenario is him playing for another team. For sure. Maybe I'm being naive. Maybe I don't know his inner thoughts the way Schefter does as a Michigan guy does and best though? buddy and all that. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's just opining without information, which – through the whole world for a loop. I don't know. But I think that would be the least likely scenario because I do believe in the end, and I've said this a lot, that maybe they love each other, Belichick and Brady. Maybe they hate each other. Maybe it ebbs and flows like any relationship that is around for 20 years. 
I think in the end, they both realize they want to win more than anything else, and even beyond their egos and their monies, and the best way to win is together. Yep. I still believe that. I do deep down in my heart, and I am Andy Hart. That's, good, that's a good, that's that's a good, good way to end. That's a good way to end, end the right podcast. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Why they pay me the big bucks. All right, so we will have a podcast uh, sometime Monday morning. We have to talk logistics. Around Ryan's schedule. Early flight out of Baltimore. He's got an early flight, a late night. I'll be available. I'll be on my couch. All right. Keep that in mind. Um, we'll talk to you on uh, Monday. Subscribe. Leave reviews. Do all that good stuff. Interact with us on Twitter. We like it. Peace out. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days. Wind chill. Black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.